This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, I feel inspired today to minister to you on faith. Amen? Faith is the key. And uh, I don't know if you've been uh, a Christian for any amount of time. Sometimes we have faith battles. Anybody ever encounter a faith battle? Amen? And uh, because, you know, I'm going to say this, that the, the devil, he, he wants to, to keep our faith low. He's always working against us. And, um, and so the battle is between faith and doubt and unbelief. And so, and we got to make sure that we stay on the side of faith. But doubt and unbelief does kind of kick in every once in a while. Anybody ever deal with doubt and unbelief in the house today? And so, and so it's either fear or faith. And I'm going to say, stay on the side of faith. Fear is worry. So if we're worrying, if we're fretting, um, if we're, uh, you know, wondering or uh, what's going to happen. Well, I'm I'm going to say this to you today. You stay with God and good things are going to happen. So as long as we stay in the faith boat, amen? As long as we stay in Him, we're going to be good. So today, I'm, uh, I, I'm, uh, the title of my sermon is Faith Principles. And, uh, and so in Hebrews eleven six, this is um, one of my favorite scriptures about faith. And it says here, uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that He is... And that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we see here in this verse that that it's an impossibility to please God without faith. Amen. And what's amazing about God is that God actually, in Romans uh, chapter, uh, in Romans, I think, 12, uh, verse 4, it says that God has allotted every person the measure of faith. So God gives us a measure of faith and our faith can grow. Amen? But what the, what, the, what the world and what circumstances can do, it can take faith out of us. So we must, we must continue to walk in faith and that's the only way to please God. And we, and, and, and we know this, that when we walk in faith, that, and, we, and walking in faith is seeking God diligently and we need to continue to seek God, especially in times when we feel like giving up. Because there are times in our lives where we feel like just giving up. You know, I give this analogy every once in a while because I'm a, I, I, I like movies. How many people like movies out here? And, uh, and of course, I like, I like the Rocky movies. And I, and I, I give this illustration out a lot of times, but... But, you know, uh, uh, the Rocky movie is, is about a guy that was, you know, uh, he wasn't really a known fighter, boxer. Um, and uh, he, was, he had a chance to fight the, the world champion. And all he wanted to do, really, he didn't want to really beat the world champion. He just wanted to go the distance. He just said, if I can, nobody's never went the distance with this fighter. And if I could just go 15 rounds... Pretty much, he was just saying, I will win. I'm going to say this to you today. If you just can, just, just hang in there. Don't give up. Amen. Keep fighting. Amen. I'm telling you, you will win. So, so what is the enemy trying to do in these days? He's trying to get us to quit church. He's trying to get us to quit our marriages. 
He's trying to get us to quit our jobs. He's trying to get us to quit. The devil, he's trying to get us to quit. But we're not quitters. We're not quitters. Amen. No, we're going to keep, we're going to keep pressing in until we see the glory of God in every area of our life. And so faith, you know, it's not just... See, some people think faith is just believing. And sometimes you hear churches say, well, you know, uh, and these are churches that are, a lot of times you hear grace being preached. And sometimes grace can be preached in such a way that, that all you have to do is believe and God does everything else. But, 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 but it's more than just believing. Yes, believing is one part of it, but there's something we need to do too. Amen. Amen. So believing is a key, but in faith, there's two uh, uh, sides of the coin in faith. One side is believing and the other side is action. So you can't say that you have faith and have no action with your faith. Amen. You can say, well, I'm a Christian and I believe Jesus is Lord of my life. But you don't go to church. You don't read your Bible. You don't have any Christian friends. I don't know if you really are a Christian. Amen. Because your faith isn't speaking. It's not, it's not acting. So if your faith isn't acting, then it's not speaking. Just to say, I have faith, but you're not, you, 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 there's no corresponding action, then, then, then our faith is dead. We know this, that, that, that faith acts. You know, when this church was started, uh, the, the pastor started this church and, and, they, and the, the, we, we've changed the name three times. Uh, well, the pastor changed the name from Faith Acts to Abundant Harvest and we went from Abundant Harvest to Exceed Life Church. But the, but the church used to be called Faith Acts. Amen. And in other words, faith responds positively to the Word of God. Faith sees the word, whatever the word says, faith does it without questioning it. Amen. So you could say faith and obedience go, oh, I'm preaching today. I'm, what, Pastor, are you talking that I got to obey God's word? Well, if you're going to walk in faith, faith and obedience go hand in hand. Without no obedience, there's no real true faith. Is that true? And so I love this because there's a story in the book of Acts in chapter 10. And this is a story about a man named Cornelius in Acts 10, 1 through 4. And he was a centurion. And he was what you would call probably a proselyte. And what it is that some people would, a proselyte was a person that, that didn't grow. They, they, their religion wasn't Judaism, but they, they became uh, uh, you know, they, uh, they, they like, you know, they, they got a revelation that God is the God, the great God that, that the Jews were worshiping. And then they moved from idol worship to, to, uh, you know, Judaism. And so this man here was Italian. And, and so he took on the God of the Hebrews. Amen. And, uh, and the Bible says here, uh, starting in Acts 10, one through four, it says that, um, that uh, there was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of what was called the Italian regiment, a devout man, one who feared God with his household, who gave alms generously, generously to people and prayed to God always. Think about that. He gave alms. So, so this is telling me that he just didn't say, I love God. He was showing his love towards God through his actions. Uh, are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? 
So he was actually, he, he wasn't just giving lip service. Some people say, oh, I love God, but there's no evidence of God really being in their life. But really, if you love God, you're going to be, there's going to be some evidence. There's going to be some corresponding action. There's going to be something that you're going to be doing to show that you love God. I mean, you're going to be seeking him with all your heart. And so Cornelius you know, was, was giving alms and he was praying always and he feared God. And, uh, and we see here that, uh, that God uh, uh, sent an angel to him in Acts 10, 30, 31. It says, for Cornelius said four days ago, I was fasting. And so he was actually fasting until this hour. And that ninth hour, I prayed in my house and behold, a man stood before me in bright clothing and said, Cornelius, your prayer has been heard and your armed alms remembered in the sight of God. So we see here that, uh, and I'm not going to read the rest of it, but the angel uh, instructed uh, Cornelius to, to go to Peter's house to get some people to, to get Peter to come and to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ so that him and his household can be saved. I'm going to say this to you today. Your faith can change your household. Your faith can change generations. Just your faith alone can change, your faith can change your neighborhood. Your faith, your faith can change things. And you say, my faith? My faith? Yes, your faith. It only takes one person in a family to change the entire family. I was going to say to wreck the family, but uh, in a good way. <laughs> it takes faith to wreck the family in a good way. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? One person, my mom... Uh, was the only person in, in our family, we were religious people, we went to church every Sunday, we, did, we, we put God in the box. So we had, we had, you know, Jesus was just Sunday morning for one hour on Sunday morning, but, and then we lived for the world the rest of the week. You know what I'm talking about? You know, some of you that, that grew up in a religious household, we were good religious people. We, we, we did our Sunday morning hour, but that was the only time that we put God in our life. But we need to put God in our life every day. Amen. It can't be, we can't just have Sunday morning religion. Right. Amen. No, we got to have everyday relationship. Oh, I'm preaching today. We can't have Sunday morning religion. We must have everyday relationship. So my question to you today, are you building your relationship with God every day? I was talking to one of the members in, in the church and they said, and they get up every morning and they watch this particular preacher and they said, have you ever heard of this preacher? And I said, yeah, I think I've heard of him. He said, man, that preacher is really amazing. I said, well, what about me? No, I'm kidding. And um, <laughs> don't you listen to me? No, I'm going to continue. And, um, and you need to listen to that preacher. Okay, maybe I can get some pointers. But anyway, continue. And, uh, and so what am I saying? I'm saying that God is amazing and God is, is looking to bless us. He's looking to enhance us. He's looking to, to, uh, to, to, to um, radically change our lives for the good. So, so our faith can open the blessings of heaven, not only on our behalf, but on the behalf of others. Do you believe that today? So like I was saying, my mom was the only Christian in the household. We were religious people. And her faith changed the household. She was listening to a minister and put all our names, you know, on this covenant track. And she claimed our lives for the kingdom of God. And, you know, I'm telling you, praise God. And all of us came into the kingdom. Amen. 
And all of us are saved right now. Me, my brothers, my sister, we're all in church. We're all serving God. Amen. None of us are away from God. Hey, are you hearing what I'm saying today? God, our faith can change our, not only our lives personally, because sometimes we come in here, we're like, Lord, I need a change in my life. I, I got to have something. I, I, I'm suffering. I'm dealing with issues. I got, I got to get something from the church. I got to change in my life. But it's not, faith is not just for you. Your faith is not just to change your life for the better. Your faith is to change the entire world for the better. That's right. Your faith can change the entire... Somebody say, I'm a world changer. changer. Say it with a smile on your face. (laughs) I'm a world changer. You are world changers, amen? I'm telling you, your words are powerful, and we're going to talk about that in a few moments. But faith, how does faith come? I mentioned this last week. Faith does not come by praying for more faith. Sometimes we can say, God, give me more faith. Give me more faith. It doesn't come that way. And faith doesn't come by seeing miracles. Father, if we could just see a miracle. I, you know, because the Israelites, they saw many miracles. They, the, the Israelites, you know, in the Old Testament, you know, they, they saw, you know, the, the ten miracles that, that God did to get them out of the impossible situation. You know, it was an impossible situation. For, for the Israelites to get, you know, released from Pharaoh, the, the hardened Pharaoh, the prideful Pharaoh, they didn't want to let his workforce go. And it was an impossibility. But guess what? God specializes in impossibilities. Can I say that again? God specializes in impossibilities. And where it's impossible with man, all things are possible. To those that believe. Do I have any believing believers in the house today? Amen. You can check if you're a believing believer because you can check where's your attitude. If your attitude's low, then your belief system is low. If your attitude is high. Now, I know we, I'm going to hit on another verse. I know we, we don't walk by feelings, but we need to, sometimes we just need to stir it up. Say, stir it up. Amen. And so here, uh, it says here, uh, basically, faith comes not by praying. Faith does not come just by seeing miracles because the Israelites saw the miracles. But when they encountered some rough patches in the wilderness moving towards the promised land, they got discouraged. I'm going to say this to you today. There's going to be some rough patches we're going to go through in this life. There's going to be some things that we're going to, when we're traveling on the road to the promised land, there's going to be some, some things that's going to happen that we're not going to like. There's going to be, the, the, we, we live in a, we're not in heaven yet. So, so, so there's going to be some challenging days. Don't think you're not going to have any, if you think you're not going to have a challenging day, then you're, then, then you're in trouble. We're going to have some challenging days. But, but, but thank God, God will walk with us in those challenging days. Amen. You know, faith doesn't come by begging God for more faith. We can't just beg God. God, just give me more faith. It doesn't work that way. Faith only comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. So faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's why uh, when the angel came to Cornelius uh, and, and said, get Peter, see, because angels cannot preach the gospel, so 
Peter had to come to Cornelius' house to talk about how good Jesus is and that what Jesus did. And so when, 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 when Peter preached about Jesus being the way, the truth, and the life, Cornelius received that truth. It gave him faith to believe, and he received salvation. So, so that word got not only him, but his family and his friends saved. Glory to God. And so the word that I'm preaching to you today, hopefully it's, spark, it's igniting a fire on the inside of you. And so, and so faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Why, why do we need to keep hearing it and hearing it? The reason why you got to keep hearing and hearing it because doubt and unbelief comes by hearing and hearing by the word of the devil. And, and unfortunately, the devil sometimes is speaking to us more and we're hearing him more sometimes than we're hearing the word of God. And we got to hear the word of God more than we hear the devil or the word of doubt and unbelief. Because there's doubt and unbelief all, all, all over the place. There's, 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 you know, they, they talked yesterday, it's going to be a tornado. I don't know if you looked at the, the, the you know, it's going to be bad. You know, it was, it was saying all this about yesterday. I'm like, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> it's gonna, it, there's a tornado warning and, and, they, and, they, and they gave all this bad report. And to tell you the truth, it really wasn't that bad yesterday. Hey Amen. I was out there flying a kite. No, I'm kidding. But, uh, <laughs> but are you, uh, on top of Mount Trashmore, man. No, no. Uh, it, it was a little windy. It was a little rainy. But it really wasn't as bad. Sometimes the news will make it worse than what it really is. Sometimes the devil will try to make it look a lot worse than what it really is. Your life is not as bad as you think you are. You could, you, you could be living in Ukraine right now. You could be in a war with Russia right now. Thank God we're, we're praying for Ukraine. Thank God, thank God that we're in America, that we're away from all these other countries. Amen. We're kind of by ourselves. Amen. Thank God. But, uh, but, but, but thank God, and we, we got to look at the good and not the bad. We've got to focus on the good and, and, and not the bad. So, so faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Uh, so so what, in faith, what do, we, what do we deal with? Because the enemy's working against our faith. So what is he working against? He's working against us believing that our future is going to be good. In other words, the enemy's going to try to make us think, that our life where it's at right now, it's the best it's going to get and it's probably going to get worse. Have you ever been there? Have you ever dealt with depression? Depression says, man, it's just going to get worse. It's just, not, it's just going to get worse from this point on. But you know, you know even uh, the Israelites, they were in bondage to, uh, and they were held in captivity to the Babylonians and then God raised up Jeremiah. Jeremiah was trying to tell these people before they got in captivity to the Babylonians, he was trying to tell them to repent. They were worshiping idols. They weren't paying attention to God. They weren't seeking God. And, and Jeremiah was telling them that you guys are going to get, you know, judgments coming. And you guys are going to get, uh, you know, the enemy is going to come in and, and put you in a bondage. And they wouldn't listen. And finally, they were in bondage. And then God started speaking to them through the Jeremiah and says, even though you're in bondage right now, even though you're dealing with some issues right now, he says in Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster to give you a future and hope. 
So, so, so you have to cling on, cling on to these scriptures that tell you you have a good future. Amen. You know, I'm going to say this to you today, that even if we don't get everything we desire in this life, you still have a good future because you're going to end up in heaven. Amen. Are you here? Even though we may be suffering some things, I, I remember when uh, Jesus sent out uh, his uh, disciples to go pray for the sick and cast out devils. And this is in Luke 10. And the Bible said that the, the, the people came back uh, from casting out devils. And they said, man, even the devils are subject to us in the name of Jesus. They were excited. They were full of joy. They were saying, man, this thing works. I love when, you know, faith works. It works. I mean, believing God works. I mean, we get, we get people to call in. Uh, we got members that will call in church, and they said, we need to pray. We got to believe God for this, and, and, we, and we'll stand in agreement, and God will do it. Amen. I mean, it's amazing. I, I sometimes amazed. Man, God answered that prayer. You know? I mean, it's like, wow, you know, that's amazing, you know, because I could pray this prayer, and we're standing in agreement, and I'm going with the word, but I could feel dry as dust praying. <laughs> I may not feel any anointing at all on my prayer, but that doesn't matter. That doesn't hinder God from moving. Your feelings doesn't hinder God from moving. Can I say that again? Your feelings doesn't hinder God from moving. God can move in spite of your feelings. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? Remember, remember Sarah when, 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 the, when, when, when there was three men that came? And there were two angels. One believed was, uh, uh, some scholars believe one was the incarnate of Jesus uh, back in the Old Testament and came to Abraham. And then and they were talking to Abraham and they were saying, this time next year, you're going to have that promised child. And then remember, Sarah uh, was in the tent. She overheard and she started laughing like, <laughs> yeah, right. Give me, tell me another one, right? She was laughing in unbelief. And, and they heard her laugh. And, and, they, and then they said, and then they asked her the question, why did you laugh, you know? And she said, I didn't laugh. You know? I, I, I didn't laugh, you know? you know? And she was laughing. Why? Because she, she was in laughing, not in, in belief, in unbelief. But God worked even in her unbelief. In, in other words, God can prove you wrong. And you're like, Wow. Like even sometimes we just don't believe, but but even even in some of even if our head is doubting, our heart can still be believing and it still can work. So so faith in that uh, in the heart will work beyond the doubt in your head. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Just keep believing, Amen. So so I love that for I know the plans that I have for you, says Lord, the plans for good and not disaster to give you hope in the future. And and back to Jesus. So when Jesus uh, encountered the disciples and they said, even the, the demons are subject to us in your name, uh, Jesus just said this to them. Jesus, Jesus said, don't be so excited about that, but be excited that your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Yeah. In other words, what Jesus was saying was, don't just get excited about the wind that you just had today. You know, sometimes we have winds in our days. Sometimes we feel like we have losses in our days. Don't just get so excited about the wind uh, get excited where you're going. Get excited that your name is in a Lamb's Book of Life. In other words, if you're encountering a dog day, start thinking about, well, it's pretty soon we're going to be walking on the streets of gold. 
pretty soon God's going to be showing us his, his favor and his love towards us for, in, for uh, in, in eternity. Do you believe that today? So, so, so faith, faith believes God's works will, will work no matter what it looks like in, our, in, in everyday circumstances. I love this because we got to believe that God's working even though it doesn't look like he's working. There's a song that, that, that says that in Romans 8, 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God and those who are called according to his purpose. So, so we got to get a revelation that God is working all things out, even though it may seem like a loss, even though it may seem like a setback, but God is working all things out for good to those that love him and called according to his purposes. So you say, well, how can this work out for good? Because your faith may be being tried by fire, but the Bible says even though your faith may be being tried by fire, by that circumstance or that bad report or, or, or whatever's coming against you, at the end... It will, it will show the glory of God, that the glory of God will shine through that, that problem. Because if you continue to stand on the word of God, then God's going to bring you out shining at the end. Do you believe that today? Remember the, the uh, Meshach, uh, Shadrach, and Abednego. Remember that they were there, and they, and they, were, and they were serving God, and they, and they were in high positions uh, and they were in the, uh, you know, King Nebuchadnezzar had, the, they had, had them working in his court. And, and so they were supposed to be obeying King Nebuchadnezzar and he, he erected a statue. And they were supposed to bow to the statue, right? And so, uh, you know, when, when, the, when the music plays, you bow to the statue. And, and they were the only, I mean, you got the whole crowd. The whole crowd is bowing and they're the only ones standing. See, the crowd will bow to bell. See, but, but you know what, sometimes, just because, you know, uh, just because, it, there, you know, it seems like the devil's winning, it, it's just because he has the crowds, the, 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 the crowds, just because there's more people, sometimes it looks like there's more people, actually there's more Christians uh, in this world than there's any other religion in the entire world. There are more Christians than Muslims. Did you know that? Do you know that the Bible is the only that, that's it's the, uh, the 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 Bible is the greatest selling book of all, all history. Amen. It's not the Quran. Amen. It's the Bible. Amen. Amen. It's not the Book of Mormon. It's the Bible. Is the greatest book in the history of all mankind. It's it's the most read book. The most. Uh, the, the book that, uh, it's the number one selling book in the world. Amen. It, should be, it should be on the, the instead of the New York best time seller, it should be on the, on, on the world best time seller. Amen? The entire world. So, so, so faith uh, has to, has to uh, uh, believe God and have a good attitude. If you're going to walk in great faith, You've got to maintain a good attitude in your storms of life. I like what it says in John 16, These things I've spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation. So, so Jesus is warning us that we're going to have some trials. But he says, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And you can overcome this world. 
So what Jesus is saying is, you're going to have some trials. Yeah, you're going to have some days that's not going to be easy. But, 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 but make a joyful noise anyhow. Shout glory to God anyhow. Amen. In other words, faith acts. Faith acts. And sometimes you don't go. See, faith doesn't go by feelings. You may not feel like shouting glory to God, but do it anyhow. Or do it anyway. Amen. Just shout it out. I remember uh, Smith Wigglesworth. He was, was a, a um, he was called the apostle of faith and he was a, an evangelist. And he went around preaching back in the 30s and 40s. And uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth had the power of God. They said he raised 17 people from the dead. He walked in such great power and he would have healing lines. He would, uh, he would pray for the sick and they would get healed and he'd see miracles and all that. He would, he would get up every morning and run around the house and just praise God. That's the first thing he did. I'm telling you, if you want your life changed, you need to start praising God. You need to start getting up in the morning, start running around the house and shouting glory to God. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It takes faith to do that. It takes faith to do that. Faith is the key that, that moves the hand of God in your life. Amen. So, so he says, be of good cheer. Don't be full of fear. He says, be of good cheer because Jesus has overcome the world and he's the overcomer and that overcome. Listen, you're not in this thing by yourself. You're not, you're not by yourself. You may feel like you're by yourself. You may feel like it's you, you're, you're alone by yourself. But no, God is in you, the hope of glory. The greater one lives on the inside of you. You've got to believe that. Somebody say, greater is he. That is in me. It's in he. That is in the world. See, faith is activated by your words. Some of you, uh, you know, some, and, and, and a lot of you, say, you know, confess that out. Some of you say, I'm not confessing nothing. <laughs> you need to start confessing something to, to come out of, of, of negativity. Well, I'm, not, I, I'm, just, I, I'm just neutral. Well, come out of neutral and get into positive. Amen. I'm telling you, faith believes. Listen, if you're going to use your faith, you say, what do you need to use your faith for? Well, you need to use your faith to start believing the promises of God. You need to read the promises of God. I use my faith in prayer to believe what God says he's going to do. Okay, what I'm saying by by this is if you're going to walk in great faith, you need to find out what God says in his word and start believing it. And start believing that it's going to come to pass. I like what it says in Acts 2, 17 and 18. It says here, it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servants and my maid servants, I'll pour out my spirit on those days and they shall prophesy. So what do we use our faith for? We're using our faith to believe that the power of God is going to come down in our lives. We use our faith to say, God, you said in the last days you'd pour your spirit out. So I'm invoking my faith to believe. See, you, see, you, it's, you just don't just go through this life. You've you got to put your faith in gear and put it on, on, online, turn it on, and start believing that the power of God is going to invade your life. 
that he's going to pour out the spirit. Out. I pray this almost every day. God, I'm believing that you're, you're going to pour your spirit out on the church. I'm believing that you're going to pour your spirit out on the city of Virginia Beach. I'm believing that you're pouring your spirit. You said, Lord, that you would pour your spirit out on all flesh. So you start using your faith to what the promises of God's word says in the scriptures. Amen. Great faith uh, doesn't focus on the natural, but focuses on the supernatural of God. In 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith and not by sight. And so this is probably one of the hardest things that we can do as people because people, you know, we are dealing with life. We live in a body. We see things. We hear things. We taste things. We touch things. We deal with our physical senses all the time. That, that reveals to us what's going on. But there is a sixth sense called faith. And so you just can't go by what it feels like or what it looks like or what, what, it's, what, you know, what you're perceiving with your natural eye. You've got to go with the sixth sense, the eye of faith. Amen? That's in your forehead. The eye of faith. Amen? You've got to go with the eye of faith. Amen? And so I like what it says in 2 Corinthians, why we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. What is that saying, Pastor? What, what do you mean by that? He's saying that, the, that, that what we see here in the natural is subject to change. It's not always going to be the same. In other words, you know, things are going to change. Things are always shifting in this world and things are changing. Uh, you know, all the time they're changing. Uh, you know, some, some businesses that I thought would be here for a while, you know, there's an ice cream store that I love down, uh, down at, at the town center. And uh, I thought that ice cream, but when, when COVID hit, it's not here anymore. Things don't stay the same. Things change. Amen? There, the COVID, had, even some churches, because of COVID, you know, have shut down and haven't even reopened. Amen? But thank God, we're, we're at Sea Life Church, we're like God. We change not. And even though there is a COVID out there and all that, we're staying open. And we're preaching the word. And we're not going to shut down. And yes, we did for a short period because the governor said you had to. only had so many people in the building. But we kept streaming live. And as soon as they said we can open up, we were open. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We were open full service. Why? Because faith doesn't, doesn't just focus on the natural. It focuses on the supernatural power of God. We know this. Listen, if you read the Bible, you, 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 have you ever heard this? Uh, maybe some, you may have read this or heard this before. Why do Christians have so many problems? <laughs> have you ever thought about why do Christians have so To tell you the truth, the whole world have problems. They just cover it up better. You, you think, oh, why? You, know, you start reading. I don't know if anybody's into reading all the Hollywood people and all that. They get married. They got the fantasy marriages. And then all of a sudden, you know, they got the, they got the dream marriages. And all of a sudden, now they're getting divorces. Right? No, no, listen. Listen, the whole world has troubles. They, they just try to make it look like they don't have troubles. Amen? Everybody has problems. Amen? But we got Jesus. 
And if we got Jesus, we're coming out of our problems. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? So, so if you read, if you study the Bible, you find out all these people from the Old Testament, even to the New Testament, they were dealing with issues. Amen? And they had issues. Abraham had an issue. Uh, Abraham and Sarah had an issue with having a baby. And so they were barren. And, they, and, they, and their heart was to have a baby. And it says in Romans 4.19, talking about focusing on the supernatural Instead of the natural, it says here, and not being weak in faith, in Romans 4, 19, 22, he did not consider his own body already dead since he was uh, about 100 years old. And the deadness of Sarah's womb, he did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God, being fully convinced that what he had promised, what God has promised, he, God, was able to perform and therefore, it was accounted to him for righteousness. So we see here that Abraham had to believe God over the natural circumstances that was saying there was no way that they could have a baby at their old age. Abraham had the baby at 100 years of age. He was 100. His wife was 90 years of age. And they had the promised child. And it says here that, that, that he didn't waver through unbelief. Unbelief will cause you to waver. Unbelief, you know, doubting and, and saying, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or I don't know what, how I'm going to handle this. No, don't be saying words like that. Don't be thinking. No, no, no. God is in you. He's going to show you what you need to do. He's going to give you wisdom. The Bible says if you lack, if you're in a problem, if you lack wisdom, ask of God and he will give it to you. The greater one is in you to empower you to supersede the natural things of life. We walk by faith and not by sight. It's, it's, it's the ability of considering the bigness of God over the bigness of our circumstances. You know, I love the, the story of David and Goliath. And to tell you the truth, uh, when David, you know, Goliath was challenging everybody in the army. And David really wasn't this super great warrior you know, he wasn't like a big, big guy, you know, and he wasn't like, you know, at, at Goliath. You know, basically the bottom line was Goliath outmanned David 10 to 1. Uh, it, was, it was a fight that, that David should have lost. It was no way he should have won this fight because Goliath was, you know, 9 foot, 10 foot tall he even had an armor bearer with him. So Goliath even had somebody that carried his armor and, uh, and, and had all these weapons. And David just had a, a sling and, 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 some, and five smooth stones. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? That's all he had. But really, David had more than that. David had the anointing of God. And so when you have the anointing of God, see, see the anointing factor, the grace factor changes everything. See, you might be out of a, jo- a job today, but the grace factor can put you in your job tomorrow. Amen. The grace factor, you may be struggling in a position today, but the grace factor can change your whole life, your whole destiny in a New York second. You've got to believe in the grace factor. But, 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 Pastor, you don't know what, get the butt out of your way. <laughs> Amen. Get the butt, butt, goat's butt. You know, but sheep says, yes, amen. Right on. 
Glory to God. So sheep says, yes, amen. Goat's like, but, but, but. No, no. Sheep says, yes, amen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? You've got to become a sheep. Don't, don't, be, don't put but in your, in your vocabulary. You've got to get the but out of your way. Amen. Go, go. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And so we've got to get a, a revelation of that. So, so, so Hebrews 10.38, the just shall live by faith. We, how do you live? By faith. I, I don't, you don't live by sight. You don't live by what the circumstances. The just shall live by faith. The faith what? Faith that Jesus has cleansed us from all unrighteousness. That we're accepted in the beloved. That we have a home in heaven. Faith, faith, uh, you know, the just. We are justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. We're not justified by our works. We're not justified by our Bible reading. We're not justified by going to church on Sunday mornings. We're justified by our faith in Jesus Christ. And our faith in Jesus Christ should promote all those things. Doesn't eliminate those things. Well, I'm a Christian. I can be saved without going to church. Yeah, but you probably won't make a good Christian. I can be saved. I don't have to read my Bible. Yeah, but you probably stay a baby Christian all your life and be devoured by the devil. <laughs> Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I can be a Christian and not, not tithe. Yeah, but you could end up broken on Skid Row. Yeah, you could be a busted Christian, broke Christian, barely making it Christian, believing God from miracle to miracle. No, walk in the blessing. Amen? Are you hearing what I'm saying? The just, say the just, shall live by faith. Now, faith speaks, and if you're going to want, be a person of great faith, you need to start speaking something. You need to start not just saying what is. Anybody can say what is, but you've got to say those things that be not as though they were. You've got to call those things into existence. You've got to frame your word, uh, world with the words of God. Words are the most powerful things in the universe. We got to get a revelation of that because God created thing everything by the word of His power, amen. and how do we create things by the words of God's power? Yes. Because if we're speaking God's word, death and life, it says in Proverbs eighteen twenty one, is in is in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it will eat the fruit thereof. So we need to speak life with our tongues and not death. There's a song that's put out: "Speak life." We need to speak life. Not death. Amen. I, I was, you know, uh, Steve will, will email, uh, text me every, every Sunday morning to ask me, what is the title of the sermon? And he, Steve is my faithful man over here. Thank God he gets here before I do. And you know that's a faithful man. Amen. Gets there before the pastor. Glory to God. And, um, and so, and then he, and he, he, normally, he normally says, uh, uh, good morning or something like that. I don't know what he says. But he said, he said, happy morning, pastor. I said, happy morning. I said, I like that. And, you know, I kind of woke up kind of a little blah, but I like that happy morning. Happy morning, pastor, to you. And I, and I had to text him back, happy morning back to you. Glory to God. That, that, was, that, that just invoked some faith in me. Man, I got to just get happy. Glory to God. Happy morning. I'm going to say this to you this morning. Happy morning. And he, and he was saying happy morning when we lost an hour. 
Did you know we lost an hour last night? We, it, it, should be, it should be sad morning, right? We lost an hour of sleep. We had, a, we had a fall back. Now, in Christianity, we never fall back. That, it, it's unscriptural to fall back. You just don't fall back as being a Christian. Are you hearing what I'm saying? No, you ain't move forward. That's why we don't like fall back. We don't like changing our life. Why? Because it's not scriptural. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Are you catching my drift today? It's just not scriptural to fall back. No, we always as Christians move forward. So death and life are in the power of the tongue. Amen? I like what, what it says in Matthew. It says here, because we're going to eat the fruit of our words. Amen? It says in Matthew, but I say to you that every idle word men speak, they will give an account on the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. So, so it, this tells me right here, this is Jesus. He's saying every idle word. He's saying in the day of judgment. He's saying in that day where we're, being, where we're going to be judged for what we did down here on planet Earth. You know, we're, we're, you know, we're all going to be judged. We're all going to stand in the judgment seat of, of, of Christ. As Christians, we're going to stand before Jesus. And he's going to judge us for what we did down here in our, bo- in, in, in our bodies. That Bible says that. But you said, well, Jesus already judged our sin. Yeah, but he's going to judge our works. Mm. Our sin's already been judged. But what did we do down here for Christ will be judged. And how we handled our life down here. So we're going to have to give an account on how we... we and he's saying here, we're going to have to give an account on what we said down here. What was our words? And he said that every idle word we're going to give an account on. What we're saying out of our mouths. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And so I'm, I'm just going to say this. Back in the day when I started getting into faith, when, when people would say something negative, we would say, bad confession. That, that was when word of faith was really in. I mean, that's when everybody was in what we're in, right? And they would, have you ever remember those days? Uh, you'd say, man, I don't feel that good. Bad confession. Remember he used to say that in some bad confession. Or somebody would say something negative. You look ugly today. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. You look really ugly. You know, now, people wouldn't really say that. But you know what I'm saying? You, you, and they, or they would say, man, you always do that. You know, like your wife or your spouse may say, you always do that. I don't receive that. I don't receive that. And so we don't receive bad words spoken over us. We don't receive that because what you receive, you, you end up walking in. What, 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 you, what you take in and you, and you ponder on long enough, that's what you're going to become. Amen? And so, so he's saying every idle word that we speak, we're going to give an account. That's the reason why when we, when we confess the lordship of Jesus Christ, that vindicates us for, for being in heaven. In other words, that's... That's, those words are the most powerful words you can confess. What do we confess? We confess as Christians that we're, you know, you're not who you think you are. You who God says you are. Can I say that again? You're not who you think you are. You are who God says you are. You know, you, you can think you're one thing. That's, you know, you got, you got gender confusion. You got, nowadays, you know, you got people, you know, believing, boys believing that they're girls, and girls believing that they're boys. It's called gender confusion. Have you heard that? 
And then, of course, then, then the corporations have to come in and say, and, and then now, now the psychology is coming in and say, well, they, and they're saying, well, whatever you believe, that's the truth. Uh, no, no, that's not really true. Because if you're a biological male and you have the equipment, then you're a male. But, but then you got psychology coming in and say, well, if you think you're a female, then you're really a female. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't even go with science. But you got science and psychology clashing. And they're trying to move it into whatever you believe, that's, that's who you are. No, you are who God says that you are. That's where you got to get a revelation on. You are who God says you are, not who other people say you are, not what bullies in school says you are, not what your parents that may have been negative said over you or some cousin or aunt or uncle may have said. No, you are who God says you are. You've got to get a revelation of that. So the Bible says that we're new creations in Christ. So you've got to believe you're a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away, and all th- you might have been a loser before you got Christ in your life, but you're not a loser anymore. You, you might have been a failure before you got Christ in your life, but you're not a failure anymore. Are you see, are you here? You may have been a mess up <laughs> before you got Christ in your life, but you're not a mess up anymore. You're a message, amen. You are a uh, written of all men. You're a ep- living epistle written of all men. Uh, uh, you are more than a conqueror in Christ. So, so you use your words and you got to start speaking. I am more than a conqueror in Christ. You are not your mistakes. You're not your mistakes. Uh, you, can, you, you, you can do all things. You know, you have to confess. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. You need to start confessing that. I can do all things. Get the can't out of your vocabulary. Too, too many of us, I can't. What? You can do all things. I can't do that. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Uh, greater is, is, is he, Jesus, that's in me than he that's in the world. That's a good confession scripture. I am strong in the Lord when, when you're filling with weakness or tiredness. I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. What are you doing? You're using your words to establish a truth in your life. You're using God's word, which is spirit word, truth, and you're confessing that until it becomes a reality in your life. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? You are, you are, uh, you, you have to confess that God has not given you, you may be dealing with frustration or, or worry or fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. You have a well-balanced mind. How do we overcome in this life? We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. So we overcome that. Faith appropriates the grace of God. Faith, this is my, my last key, faith appropriates the grace of God. You access the grace or the power of God through believing and acting. You access the power of God in your life through believing and acting. Are, are you hearing what I'm saying today? Listen, listen, when, when uh, in the Old Testament there was this guy that had leprosy and he was in he was in, a, in another military and they, and they and he had somebody that was uh, who was that guy that had leprosy in the old testament somebody help me out naaman, naaman. thank you very much somebody reads their bible in this church amen naaman and uh, and naaman had leprosy and uh, and so he went to the prophet 
And, 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 and there was a, a Jewish girl that was working in his household and said, you, you know, you don't have to suffer with this le- leprosy. He was a great uh, warrior. And Naaman uh, went to Elijah and, uh, and, and it was believing that Elijah was just going to wave his hand over him. He thought that he was going to do something, you know, spectacular to heal him. And, and, and Naaman just told his servant to go tell him uh, to go bathe in this muddy creek, you know, seven times. And he, and his, and his, and his, and he would be healed. And Naaman, and he started grumbling and complaining about that. What? The prophet wants me to go into the, there's, there's other rivers and uh, beds of body where I live at that's cleaner than that. And then, and, and his servant, Naaman's servant, and Naaman was a powerful warrior and, um, uh, in, in a military army. And, 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 and the servant said, listen, if he asked you to do something hard, something heroic, would you have done that? He, and because this guy was, was very heroic. And, and, and he said, but, but couldn't you just do this simple task? What, what is God looking for a lot of times? He's looking for our obedience, but in our obedience, he's looking for humility. He's looking for us just to obey him. Can you just come out to church? Can you just come out and listen to a message? Can you just read your Bible? Can you just crack the book? Can, can you just listen to a sermon during the week? Can you just pray? Can, can you just get humble? Can, can, you, can, you, can, you, can, you, can you just do this Christian thing? Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I mean, can, can, can you just do the basics? So what is he looking for? He's looking for some humility in our lives. And when we, when we walk in humility under the mighty hand of God, the Bible says that God will raise us up. So Naaman went in there and he dunked seven times. And the Bible says that he was totally healed of his leprosy. And he made, he made the God of the Hebrews his God. In other words, I believe Naaman's in heaven today. Amen. He was converted. Why? Because God, because he did a humble act. What is God looking for in our faith? He's looking for some humility. He's looking for, even though, you know, our kids aren't doing right, get on your knees and pray anyway. Maybe, maybe, your work, maybe your work is not doing well, pray for your boss anyway. Maybe people are treating you wrong, pray for those who despitefully use you anyway. Uh, maybe things don't seem like they're changing, keep praying, keep doing this faith thing, keep walking in faith. No matter what it looks like. And I guarantee you that you will see the blessings not only in your life, but in the life of your loved ones all around you. Did you receive it this morning? I believe you receive it. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, we honor you today. And I thank you, Father God. It takes faith to please you. Only faith to please you, Father. And we want to be people that please you. In this day of, of, of darkness, that this is the last days. And you're looking for people that have pure faith, have faith like a child to humble ourselves. And there are maybe people here in this audience today, maybe visitors or those watching online. And it takes faith to get Jesus into your life. And so I'm going to say this, that God is, through my words today, God is saying, I want you in my kingdom today. I want you to be a part of my kingdom. And all you have to do is receive me as your Lord and Savior. So I want you to pray this prayer with me. And watching online or those maybe in the audience, maybe you've never asked Jesus into your life. Well, Jesus is the door 
to the open blessings of God. He's the way, the truth, and the life. So pray this prayer after me in many heart. If you're ready to get Jesus, get some true faith in your life, say, Dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Today, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. And Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.